0: There's one mightier than I. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Jesus' baptism greater than John's baptism. This baptism is going to be completely different. Jesus' baptism is going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Holy Spirit and fire. When you listen to scripture, the author, the Holy Spirit, is really intentional of the particular language used. And it's actually really interesting in this particular passage Holy Spirit, oh, and fire, not just the Holy Spirit, but fire as well as the Holy Spirit, as well as God Himself, the Holy Spirit, God, not an it, but a He, a person is going to be coming down and baptizing you in the Holy Spirit, but also fire as well. So when I say Holy Spirit in the context of baptism, Holy Spirit deals with identity, who we are. The Holy Spirit makes us who we are. So when John talks about this baptism, That's a baptism of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit deals with identity, who we are. Fire deals with mission, why we are who we are, the purpose for for who we are. Holy Spirit deals with identity. Fire deals with mission, our purpose, why we are who we are. So, we gotta step back a little bit to understand the reality of, well, baptism, period. So, God desired relationship with us, super clear. God wants relationship with you, always wants relationship with you. Unfortunately, sin destroyed that. Sin severed our ability to have relationship with God. You take oil, you take water, don't mix. I don't care how hard you try, how many times you try, you put oil and water together, mm mm, ain't working. Never mixing. You take something holy, you take something unholy, never mixing, ever. Sin destroyed our ability to have relationship, union. We were unholy. There's no way. Oil and water, unholy, holy, can't mix. Doesn't matter how hard you try. So, but if God wants relationship, God wants union with us. Then we're going to have to be completely changed. Because we're unholy. Sin completely destroyed that. We have to be new creations. We have to be completely and utterly new. There can't be even a trace of unholiness in us to be able to even have relationship. Because only holiness can have relationship with holiness. Only water and water, not oil and water, doesn't work. And the reality is God actually had to do this, right? Because you can't become holy, right? Holiness can't come from unholiness. It doesn't work that way. Holy makes holy. Unholiness makes unholiness, right? So God who is holy has to actually make us, transform us, change us completely and utterly into himself, Right, so if God wants relationship, he's going to have to change us. So Jesus, in the Gospel of John, chapter 14, he's talking to his disciples, his apostles, and he's like, listen, I'm going to suffer, I'm going to die, I'm going to rise, and I'm going back to my Father. Now listen, this is better for you that I go, because when I go back to the Father, he's going to send you the Holy Spirit. Right, he's going to fulfill what John is talking about. He's gonna send you the Holy Spirit, which is gonna completely and utterly transform you. You are gonna become new creations. You're gonna become temples of the Holy Spirit. You're gonna have, have relationship again with God. Sons and daughters. Right before the reality of this baptism of Jesus Christ of the Holy Spirit, we were orphans. We have no dad. No home, we're on our own, and we have no future at all. Yet the Holy Spirit now comes, makes us sons, makes us daughters. We now have a dad, we have a home in heaven, and we have a future full of hope. This literally changed everything. We became sons and daughters. We once were orphans. Orphans, unholy, alone, completely alone. No ability to have relationship. And yet the Holy Spirit, sent by the Father makes us utterly new. So the baptism of the Holy Spirit makes you completely, utterly new. You're a new creation so that you can have relationship. Without baptism, you ain't having relationship, which is why we speak about the reality of it's necessary for salvation because unholy, unholiness and holiness can't ever mix. God has to make us utterly new. So the Holy Spirit through baptism of Jesus Christ makes you utterly new. Boom. There you go. I mean, just that principle alone is utterly crazy. That you literally have the power of God, the Holy Spirit living in and through you in your baptism. That God literally dwells in you. You are a temple of the Holy Spirit. I mean, just that point alone will take us a lifetime to even enter deeply into the gift of that. But not only just the Holy Spirit denotes us who we are, we're now sons and daughters because of the Holy Spirit. We now have a dad. We now have a future. We now have a home. But not just the Holy Spirit. No, we're also going to have fire. Why fire? So every time you kind of hear fire in the scriptures... It's always actually denoting or speaking about mission. So Moses in the burning bush, right? Here comes Moses. He's on holy ground, the presence of God, consuming. This complete bush is consumed, yet not burned, fire. He reveals himself as God says, I am a consuming fire. This burning bush, God talks to Moses and says, This is who I am, and you are now to go back. To Egypt, and you were to tell Pharaoh to set my people free. Fire, mission, now go out. You've encountered my fire, now go out and tell Pharaoh to set my people free. Another crazy time in the reality of scripture. Pentecost, the fire of the Holy Spirit comes upon the apostles, upon Mary in the upper room. Boom, they go out immediately. Start preaching the gospel. Before this, Jesus, before he ascended back, he told his apostles, Go therefore to all nations baptizing them, go make disciples, and I'll be with you to the end of the age they weren't supposed to go then, they had to wait, they had to wait for the fire of the Holy Spirit to come upon them so they can move in mission fire denotes mission but why fire? why can't it just be something else? like why did God choose fire? Great, fire means mission But why fire? Why why can't God just have something else be mission? Why fire? Well, to understand the reality of why God chose fire We have to understand a tactic of our enemy So if you don't know this um, You who are a Christian Baptized son and daughter of God the Father You have an enemy His name is Satan He hates you And he's all about destroying your relationship with God There you go If you didn't know, now you know Satan knows that if he can't stop you from being a Christian, right, because you are baptized, you have the power of the Holy Spirit living in you, you are a new creation, you are a son, you are a daughter, he can't stop that. It's who you are. You, You can't change that. Even your sin has no power to change who you are. The devil has no power to change who you are. By the power of the Holy Spirit, you are a son and a daughter, you are a Christian. He knows that if he can't change that, if he can't stop you from being a Christian, well, then what he's going to do is to try to stop you from acting like one. I'm going to say that again. If he can't stop you from being a Christian, he's going to do everything in his power to stop you from acting like a Christian. Because he knows if Christians begin to act by the power that they live with inside of them, they're going to be proclaiming the gift of God and Jesus Christ. And his tactic is fear. If he can't stop you, From being a Christian, he's going to try to consume you with fear so you don't act like one. You'll be afraid of death. You'll be afraid of persecution. You'll be afraid of abandonment. You'll be afraid of rejection. You'll be afraid of preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ because you're more concerned about what other people think. And you're afraid of what might happen. If he can consume you with fear, you will be a Christian, but you won't act like a Christian. Which means you're not dangerous to the evil one anymore because people need to know about Jesus Because only by the name of Jesus that people are saved. It's only through the baptism of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit that people experience new life. And he knows that, he knows who you are. So much so that he wants to attack you so you don't act like who you are. Because when you do, you're dangerous. So this is the reason why God sends fire. If you're on fire, do you care what people think in that moment? No, I'm serious. If you were on fire right now, are you literally consumed with thoughts of every other person in the room? Yes or no? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Are you quiet if you're on fire? Oh, are you screaming. You screaming if you're on fire. I mean you stop, dropping, and rolling, and you screaming. Everyone knows in that room that you're on fire. Everyone around you freaks out. Sometimes other people get caught on fire. Because you're on fire. Fire spreads, fire catches. The Lord knows that not only do we need the Holy Spirit to be transformed into sons and daughters, but if we're going to go out and proclaim the gift of Jesus Christ, actually live in mission, we need his fire to consume us. It says that perfect love casts out fear. Right, The perfect fire, the consuming fire of God's love casts out that fear so that we can live in faith that I'm not living for you or anybody else. I'm on fire and I want everyone to know about it. I don't care what you think, I just want you to know about Jesus, why, because I'm on fire. I am consumed with him. When you're on fire, all you care about is being on fire and letting everyone know you're on fire. Fear makes no sense. There is no fear when you're on fire. You are just on fire. This is why it's gotta be the Holy Spirit, oh, and fire. Because we have an enemy and he wants you to be quiet. He wants you to not preach. He wants you to not act like a Christian. Because if you don't act like a Christian, then other people won't know Jesus. And if people don't know Jesus, people die. If the evil one can't stop you from being a Christian by the Holy Spirit, well then he's gonna do everything he can to hinder the fire that you've been touched with to actually live in. And fear, my brothers and sisters, begins to snuff out the faith and the fire that God has given us. Fire is extremely important to fulfill the mission that we have been given through the Holy Spirit as sons and daughters to be consumed. And if you live in fear, if there's areas in your heart where you are still afraid to share your faith, if you're still afraid to allow the Lord to consume you, then this is what you have to do every single day of your life. It says within Matthew's Gospel, Jesus says, That if an earthly father can can give good gifts to his children, how much more will your heavenly father give you the Holy Spirit when you ask for it? We need every single day of our lives to be asking God, who has already given us his Holy Spirit, to give us more of his fire every single day of our lives. We need more of God's fire. You can always have more of God. If you don't want more of him, I will take it. Seriously, if you're like, I got enough God. Man, if that's your idea, if that's like your desire, I have enough God, then man, you don't know God. Because once you get a taste of God, you want everything, you want all of him, right? That's the whole point, you want to be consumed, If you haven't been consumed, then you need to be asking to be touched by a fire. That I got this fire that's burning inside of me. That I can't keep it inside. I can't keep it quiet. I got to shout in the rooftops. Why? Because I'm on fire. And all I care about is everyone knowing that I'm burning. That I'm burning for him. When you've been touched by God's fire, you can't be quiet. That's the point. Fear has no power if you're on fire. Because fear isn't important. The fire is in that moment. If fear runs your life, you're living. right. You're a Christian, but you're not acting like a Christian. We need to be touched by God's fire. Every day for your life, you should be asking and praying and trusting that the Holy Spirit and his fire, when you ask your Father, Papa, touch me with your fire today. I need more of your fire. Fill me with the fire of your love. Cast out this fear inside of me. Fill me with your consuming love. Make me a bonfire of your love. So that I'm consumed with you and not the world. I'm consumed with light and not with darkness. I'm consumed with your desire and not the world's desires. Every day, we need to be praying for more fire. Because this is the baptism of Jesus. Jesus wants you to have the Holy Spirit, which so many of us have, thanks be to God. But so many of us are lacking the fire of that Holy Spirit, which makes us burn. Where the fulfillment of the gift of the Christian life comes into existence here. Your fear has no power but you live by faith you live by freedom you live by the power of the holy spirit inside of you that's the difference my brothers and sisters what can we do if we live in fear the first thing we have to do is we have to be praying every single day to our father for more of the holy spirit for more of his fire every day Every day you pray for more. You ask for more. Every day you never stop asking for more. If you've never felt his fire, then you pray for it. You ask it. Trust me. We have a good father who wants to touch you with his fire. That's the whole point. He wants you to experience his fire, the fire of his love that consumes you. You know when you've met someone who's been touched by fire. You know it. Because fire catches. You can't help get burned by the fire of God's love. We need, my brothers and sisters, to not just be sons and daughters by the gift of the Holy Spirit, but we need to be on fire for our Papa, proclaiming and preaching the good news of Jesus Christ wherever we go, to be so consumed with Jesus that no no fear has any power over us. And if fear reigns in our lives, then may the fire of God's love begin to move in us and kick out that fear. Pray every day more and more for fire, for the fire of God's love to consume you That you won't just be a Christian, you'll start living, acting in the power of us being sons and daughters of God our Father. Amen.